Hello and welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog and today I'm talking to John Ferrara. Hello, John. Hello, Martin. How are you? Fine. Yourself? Good, good. I'm uh, excited to be here with you today for our conversation. Great. So I will start out here to um, read from your Twitter profile. Uh, and it's John underscore Ferrara, F-E-R-R-A-R-A, pioneer and creator of CRM Solutions, CEO Nimble, founder and of Goldmine. Interests, hashtag social selling, social business, customer lifecycle acquisition and retention. And you are placed in, uh, located in Santa Monica. And the site is nimble.com. And uh, you have 25,000 followers and you are following about 22,000 uh, tweets. So how are things in Santa Monica? Well, you know, it's been quite warm, which is not usual weather for us here in Santa Monica. It almost got to be 100 in our city, which is on the coast of Los Angeles. And the average temperature is about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And so this uh, past weekend, we've had a bit of uh, a ocean uh, breeze and a bit of fog. And I always love the cooler weather. It's one of the reasons I live on the coast of Los Angeles is to avoid places that are too hot. Yeah. Where is the picture from uh, on your Twitter profile with the rainbow? Yeah. So that is a photograph of this beautiful canyon in Hawaii, the island okay. of Kauai. And um, I was walking, uh, hiking with my family, and it was pouring rain, and they didn't want to go up this hill. And I said, you know, let's go up this hill. I have a feeling about this. So we got up to the top of the hill. The clouds broke through, and this beautiful rainbow came across this gorgeous uh, valley. And that valley is called the Nepali Coast, which is uninhabited. And it's where they filmed uh, King Kong, Jurassic Park, and a lot of other movies when they're looking for that perfect remote island location. Wow. And I will start out here to thank you for reaching out to me. Uh, to So I got back on the track here with podcasting. I got an email from you via LinkedIn, and then we connected again. Uh, I listened to an interview with a fellow podcaster, Brent Leary, and also mm -hmm. writing on uh, Small Business Trends. And I think it was uh, three years ago now or something like that. Yeah. Then we have been in touch back and forth, and uh, for full disclosure, um, uh, signed up for um, uh, testing uh, your account, Nimble, and also, as I said to you in in the past and earlier, that um, myself and a, a guy called uh, Kalle Blomqvist will use this tool uh, for a new online venture uh, project. So that will be interesting. Uh, so I'm starting out and asking you what's uh, happening in your life right now and with work, projects, hobbies, etc. Well, I think that life is a blend of your passions, plans, and purpose in life. And my passion, plan, and purpose in life involve both personal things as well as business things. And so first and foremost, I'm a, uh, a husband and a father to an amazing family. I've got three kids and they keep me challenged on a daily basis. Uh, I truly believe that we're on this planet to grow our souls and help other people grow theirs. And we do that by being present with other human beings and sharing 
conversation like you and I are today. But if you really want to grow as a person, if you're present with the people who love you, like your family, you can truly grow. And, uh, and so that's, that takes up a lot of my day, but the rest of it is building tools that power other people. I, if I think that the more people that you could help grow, the more you'll grow. And so I love building tools that help other people find their passion plans and purpose in life. And I think that the most critical thing that you can do to achieve your own goals is help other people achieve their goals. And the whole reason you and I are on this conversation right now is because we shared a common conversation, common friends, found common purpose in life and began a conversation that if it wasn't nurtured, we wouldn't be here today. So by me reaching out to nurture you after some period of disconnect, that rekindled this conversation, which ideally will result in us helping each other along our journey in life. That's great. So I did a short tweet before when I was walking uh, uh, towards uh, studio here. And when uh, you replied here, looking forward to uh, our social selling CRM chat on how to prospect smarter the nimble way. So how do you do it in the nimble way? Well, it's essentially what you and I are doing right now. I, I think that in our overconnected, overcommunicated world, it's difficult to identify people that matter, reach out and build authentic and relevant pay it forward relationships that result in some type of outcome, ideally measurable. And um, and so what we're all trying to do in this world today is to build our brand, grow our network and nurture those connections and conversations into some type of result of us moving forward in our life. And so the nimble way is to intelligently build your brand and your network. And And I think that the problem with our networks today is that we're overconnected, overcommunicated. Most people have thousands of connections and you can only manage about 100 to 200 in your head at one time. It's called the Dunbar Limit. Yeah. So there was a study by this guy named Dunbar who basically said that a human being can't manage more than 150 or so people in their head, yet we have tens of thousands of them. And so the nimble way helps you to take any name, any connection, any conversation, put it in our database, enrich it with people and company information so you could then begin to segment and identify people and then set touch cycles to stay in touch because May West said, out of sight is out of mind, and out of mind is out of money, honey. So how do you stay top of mind with people? It's not by blasting them with emails, telling them how great your products and services are, because nobody cares. What you should be doing is inspiring, educating other people on a daily basis about how you can help them become better, smarter, faster. And if you do that, you're going to generate conversations. And that's how our conversation started, because I shared some ideas, some philosophy about life and business and sales with Brent Leary. You heard that. It touched something inside you. You reached out for a conversation. That started a connection. You ended up in my database. And then Nimble helps me to stay in touch. It reminded me that we got out of touch. And so I reached back out. And so the Nimble way involves taking any connection, any conversation, an email calendar or social, putting it in the database, enriching it with people and company information, and then beginning to nurture the ones that matter because you can't nurture everybody in order to grow the garden around your life and your business. Okay. Uh, could you give some kind of journey here how um, this nimble way is 
compared with when you created uh, the gold mine? Sure. So stepping back a little bit, um, Goldmine was my previous company, and Goldmine was created in 1989. If you could imagine, there was no Outlook, there was no Salesforce, there was no term SFA, CRM, market automation, or um, Salesforce automation. So basically, Goldmine was the first program that integrated email, contacts, and calendar into a single networkable team platform that enabled everybody to manage relationships effectively. Back then, we called it contact management because there was no term CRM, but we had blended sales and market automation on top of that. And so what people loved about Goldmine was that when you brought up a contact, you had the context, the history of email and calendar interactions that you and the team have had. And that's critical to business success. And actually, we don't have that in today's contact tool. So as a business, you have two choices, Google Apps for Work or Office 365, and each of them keeps email, contacts, and calendar in three separate tabs. So if you go to a contact record, you don't have the history of email and calendar that you and the team have done. And I think that everybody in a company needs to be on one page so that no matter who picks up the phone, you could easily see who's talked to them, who's had meetings with them, and who's going to have meetings with them, which is context. Now, what was missing from Goldmine was insights. Insights is who is this person? What is their business about? You had to type that in. You basically had to figure out who somebody was and log your notes and calls about that person in that company. What makes Nimble different is Nimble automatically builds your serum for you from your Google Apps for Work or Office 365 email contacts and calendars, and then enriches it with people and company data including public and private databases, social media, et cetera, so that you always have a record that contains the rich insights you need to engage effectively. Because it's your job, Martin, to do your homework before you engage with somebody. Today, you Google them. Tomorrow, you will nimble them. Mm. Well, that's uh, interesting. And that's what I will have a journey also to learn to use these kind of tools. Because right now, I'm, as I said, Google and, and searching on Twitter and uh, other things like that. So for me, it's um, to learn this kind of tool and use it for myself and my own solopreneur business and well, also dig, in a project. Let's dig into that a little bit because I yeah. think what we're talking about right here is critically important. In the old days, you got to know somebody by going in their office, looking at their walls, looking at the books they read, the degree of the school they went to, the knickknacks that they collected – and then you began to figure out what you might have in common, and you shared that in order to break the ice and develop intimacy and trust. Intimacy and trust are critical to a business relationship because people buy from people they like, know, and trust. Yep. And once you've gotten trust from somebody, then they'll open up to you about their business issues, which is a professional you can then solve. Today, we're doing this more and more electronically, but when you Google somebody, most people typically go to their LinkedIn profile. And, you know, you can learn some things about me, Martin, on my LinkedIn profile, but it's kind of like walking into my business lobby. Yeah. Many people walk into my business lobby to try to cold call my company in <laughs> order to sell us something, but they don't really know who I am. They don't really have a relationship. And if they really wanted to sell me something, if they got to know me across my other personal plan, passion plans and purposes in life, in other words, uh, on my Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Foursquare, Google Plus, Crunchbase, Angelus, the other places where I have conversations with people on a daily basis, 
they could add value to that conversation and develop that intimacy and trust over time. So when they did reach out, it wasn't going to be a cold call. It'd be a warm call. And that is the future of the way we will do business is not by basically going into their lobby and cold calling them or going into LinkedIn and sending a generic invite. It's you're going to walk in that customer's digital journey and add value to their experience, to their decision-making processes, to set yourself up as a trusted advisor. So when they do make a buying decision, they not only pick up the phone and they call you, but they drag their friends with them. And that's also part of the nimble way. But ultimately, if you really want to get to know another business person, a much more effective way than to send them a generic LinkedIn invite after staring at their LinkedIn page is to walk in their Twitter digital footprint or their Instagram and add value to their conversations on their business personas, their personal personas, and to develop the relationship over time and then reach out. That's a great uh, statement, and that's why I like Twitter, and it's so open and transparent. And that's what I have told uh, people I know, one thing or two, maybe about LinkedIn. And it's interesting now it's, it will be acquired by uh, Microsoft, what, what could happen. And um, But that's the challenge. When you have 500-plus uh, contacts, what's the next step? And that's why I liked when you sent um, the uh, LinkedIn, but you did it in a personal way. So uh, it, it's a great lesson. I am a certified networker from a, a referral academy or referral institute. And I saw a re- uh, you did a retweet on duct tape marketing, uh, John Jansch. So he has written this book, Referral Engine. And there you have it with uh, this kind of ideas, referral marketing. Well, you know, the thing is is that all the things you and I are talking about right now, Martin, aren't new ideas. They're just new ways to do classic ideas. I think if you step back a hundred years, we're all living in a small town and your, your success was built on the promises you make and the experiences that you deliver as a person or as a business person. And so business people didn't really have to advertise as much because their value, their reputation was built on the interactions that they had with other people. And so really the idea of madman marketing came after mass manufacturing in the early 1900s where we were building so much product that we actually had to advertise and have door-to-door salespeople to begin to sell those products because we had too many. And then what happened is we lost the idea of the uh, traditional ways of serving other people. We got to this bag and tag mentality of the Oracle sales reps who basically do anything to get the order. But I think that social media has increased the transparency and changed the customer journey and the expectations of customers to companies and employees to employers where uh, I think there's a renaissance in relationships and that service will become the new sales. And so the concepts and, and ideas that were delivered by Dale Carnegie, Zig Ziglar, Napoleon Hill, Brian Tracy, Stephen Covey are all basically being regurgitated by a lot of today's social selling thought leaders and basically calling them new ideas. But actually, it's just traditional uh, best practices being applied to the new digital social customer journey. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, great uh, here. And um, what's more, do you have any like products uh, going on right now at Nimble? I, I searched your site a bit around and saw your team there. 
Uh, so interesting to see um, how you have grown there in, in members. Yes. Well, our main project right now is this. The, the, the core idea of Nimble is uh, we already have the contacts, the conversations, the activities that we've been doing uh, in order to get to where we are in life. So basically, every business person has a contact database. They have a history of interactions on email, calendar, and social but the thing is, it's in six different tabs and browsers and three different apps on your desktop, and it's hard to manage. And so um, I think that the fact that there's 225 million global businesses and less than 1% use any CRM is a testimony to the fact that CRMs don't really serve us for relationships or engagement as much as they do for reporting. Hmm. So basically, CRMs are for management, for reporting on activities and forecasts, but ultimately, relationships are built through conversations and interactions, and that's mainly an email. So most people, CRM is really their inbox and now more and more social. What we've done with Nimble to reimagine relationship management is become the first relationship manager that works for you by building itself from the data you already have in and around your business, which are the contacts you're connecting to, contacts, uh, the conversations you're having in email and, and calendar and social, and tying that together and enriching it and keeping it up to date always. So you don't have to Google people. You don't have to log your appointments or your email conversations or your social interactions. Nimble is constantly doing that for you. And then we work with you because if you have to go to your CRM or your contact manager to look things up or log what you did or should do, you won't do it because people are not really good at doing what they should do unless it's just right in front of them and it's convenient. So Nimble is an app that works for you by building itself. And then there's an app that works with you in your browser and your mobile that works with you wherever you are. So if you're in your inbox, if you're on a social conversation, if you're looking at your appointments, Nimble gives you context on contacts and insights on their people and company information and allows you to take action anywhere as you are. And so we're evolving this concept of being the first CRM that works for you and then works with you everywhere you work by in adding uh, sales and market automation on top of all that. So we just uh, announced our new Nimble social sales and marketing CRM, which will be called Nimble 4.0 that uh, adds additional company information enrichment as well as smart segmentation to begin to find segments to reach out in your database, not just on the data you put in, but the data we enrich it with. So you could easily segment people into smaller groups and outreach in a more one-to-one way with your email because I get too many emails that are basically generic that they look like they were sent to 10,000 people and I delete them. But Martin, when you get an email that is written as if this person wrote it to you from their own hand, uh, there's a higher probability that you'll not only open it, but you'll click it and you'll respond to them. And that's what we need in our overconnected, overcommunicated world is a, ba- a way to more effectively identify people that matter, reach out with a one-to-one authentic and relevant voice that causes them to respond. And then we can see that response and then begin to engage and pull it from a digital social email conversation to a face-to-face meeting, which will increase by orders of magnitude your possibility of earning their business. Okay, great. Uh, how, how would you do that in uh, like a solopreneur or small business owner in a daily uh, in your daily work life? Uh, is it, uh, I checked it now on my 
MacBook. Is it also that you have an app? You could use it on your iPhone or your tablet? Yeah, so we have iOS and Android apps that work on your uh, phone and tablets. And what it does is it reads your calendar and your contacts that you're meeting. And then it basically builds a rich visual uh, calendar that gives you everything you need to understand who somebody is, what their business is about, in order for you to be prepared before every meeting. Because it's your job to prepare before a meeting to know who somebody is and what their business is about in order for you to find ways to build that intimacy and trust and then to understand how you might be able to serve them in their business to help them achieve their goals. But um, today, when you look at a calendar on uh, iOS or Android, it's just a dumb listing with a name. And that mm. doesn't tell you anything about the history of interactions for you and the team or who this person is and what their business is about. And then you can then follow up and then uh, log your notes and schedule your tasks because I think – it's the basics that wins games, and most people fail because they just don't do what they say they're going to do. They don't follow up, and uh, and that's how most business is lost. And so our mobile apps, as well as our browser plugin, enables you to get the nimble insights and the context of the history of interactions on any contact anywhere as you work. And this is not just built for salespeople because every business person needs to be on one page with their team members and we all need to follow up and follow through. So Nimble can be thought of as a relationship manager for the whole company. Whether you're a solopreneur or whether you're a team of two to 25, it doesn't really matter. Nimble is the tool that enables everybody to manage and nurture relationships that help you grow your business. Okay, and you have a pretty straightforward uh, pricing plan. It's like uh, per month, and uh, is it per account, or how, how does that work? So it's $15 per user per month, and it's really simple and straightforward. You're right. Yeah, and I I, I know that you have uh, video tutorials and uh, webinars and others, and I will jump into them uh, later on when I'm getting um, the flow uh, in order, so to speak, uh, because I saw when I started to um, uh, implement it and uh, connect in different social media platforms and so on, I reached, I think, uh, some kind of uh, level there on, on the contacts and so on. So I have to uh, have a chat with your... Uh, uh, customer service fair and also watch some videos and also um, join some webinars. Yeah, we have uh, webinars every day where there's a onboarding Q&A session at 9 o'clock in the morning. And then Wednesdays at 10 o'clock, I give a webinar that teaches people the philosophy of the Nimble Way and how they could use it to build their personal brand, their company brand, and to grow their business. And so uh, I recommend to anybody who's signing up for Nimble to uh, go to nimble.com, sign up for a free two-week trial, and then attend our Wednesday webinar and the uh, 9 a.m. daily onboarding to uh, help accelerate their adoption of our platform. And as I said, this isn't just for selling. This is really for relationships. And every business person today should be concerned about their brand and their network and the relationships that they're making and nurturing because these will help them achieve their goals in life. And the more work you put into the garden of the community around you yourself, the more you can sow from that garden. 
That's interesting, and that's why we wanted to use this uh, for our online venture that uh, has to do with uh, slogans and 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 things for for your life and uh, on gears and so on. And that's how I I found out a guy who's very good at this uh, social selling uh, without selling. Uh, Chris Raymer uh, on Resotis when he had that in his basement, and now he's at the uh, academia in a university, I think. And before that, he was at the coffee roaster and so on. And he was very uh, friendly and. Uh, communicate great on Twitter so and then we got this idea that maybe we could use this uh, uh, nimble way when we are uh, uh, starting this venture in, in the near future so that, that would be interesting to test out yeah so and, I look forward to hearing how it works for you yeah we'll definitely do that and uh, talking about that it's around uh, half time and uh, I sent you a link there regarding um, the trader principle and it's pretty interesting now when all things going around in the world and and this is the trader principle on free markets exchange of ideas and uh, services and products and so on what's your thought and uh, take on that on the trader principle yep so uh, i'm not that familiar with the concept uh can you give me just a few of the uh principles yeah it was originated by uh, miss rand that wrote for example capitalism the unknown ideal uh essays several essays and also the fountainhead and atlas shrugged so basically it's a a principles based on uh, rational reason and uh, free market and so you have an uh, exchange there on a free market like a capitalist society that you have an exchange between uh, members there that doing so for example if i want interesting in your product nimble you say you have this 15 dollars per month and so that's the exchange that i buy something that i want to have and you have a service that you want to provide and you do that also in in an intellectual well, uh, way with, with ideas uh, in a freely exchange as we are doing right now with um, uh, conversation here nobody forced us to do this we are doing it in a voluntarily way so that's the thing about trade and the trader principle that you have an exchange of ideas and services and products uh, in a freely way well you know i was, I was reading a little bit of definition uh about uh about this and one of the things that i really love is um where they describe that the uh Love, friendship, respect, admiration, or the emotional response of one man to the virtues of another. The spiritual payment given in exchange for the personal selfish pleasure which one man derives from another man's virtues and character. And this is some of her words from this book she wrote called The Objectivist Ethics from Anne yep. Rand. And I love, I love the way she writes in her ideas because it really sort of gets to the root of my philosophy of life is that we're on this planet to grow our souls and help other people grow theirs. And it's not necessarily about the exchange of money, but it's the exchange of um, mutually beneficial uh, outcomes that occur from human beings interacting with each other and, uh, and exchanging uh, and trading. And so one of the things I love to do back in the goldmine days is to barter, 
right? I mean, hmm. so I had Yamaha, a big corporation that was uh, consuming quite a bit of uh, gold mine, and they loved to barter too. So they would exchange um, stereos and jet skis for gold mine software. And, you know, I was totally okay with that. So it isn't necessarily always about money in the exchange of, uh, of, of uh, things between people. And if you really go back to the uh, roots of mankind, the whole reason why sales started is that somebody overproduced what they had, right? So back in the, uh, cr- the fertile crescent or the cradle of civilization, somebody was growing more wheat than they could use. So they you know traded it. Or even back to the caveman days, uh, some guy figured out how to make a... Uh, a tool out of a stick and a stone and he wrapped that stone on the stick and made a club and basically somebody else wanted that club so he traded him his uh, bear coat that he basically had gotten and and so you know the exchange of goods and services goes back to the heart of mankind it's in our dna and so um you know i i really believe that when you talk about business it's not B to B or B to C, business to business or business to consumer. It's P to P and H to H. You know, yeah. it's it's people connecting and exchanging with other people. And so, um, I really uh, I like the concepts of the trader principle. I I think I'd like to read more about Anne, uh, Anne Rand and what she's written. Great, and I will give you some book tips there, and I also put it that. Uh in the show notes and that's that's why i liked your um, name of your former company goldmine because that's an objective value that you could use um, as a value gold or silver uh, because nowadays um, and that's for example what happened now in england and uh, great britain with the brexit they see what happened with the power in in European Union, and they want to break free. Uh, the problem is that they probably don't know why they did it and how what will happen and so on. Um, but when it was based on on objective value like gold and silver, you knew what you had and you knew what you could exchange. But right now <laughs> you don't really know that. So and and with Ranji, I don't want to give away the plot, but in Atlas Shrugged. It's something happening and and uh, people are and individuals like entrepreneurs, capitalists, inventors and so on are going to a certain place. And then they have this exchange of uh, ideas and uh, services and so on in their own way. So, Yeah. You know, the, going back to the, the name Goldmine, um, one of the reasons why I love the name Goldmine is that your relationships are like your gold mine, right? And mm, yep. the more work you put into your mine in uh, in pulling out ore, you can then convert that ore into uh, actual gold. But ultimately, I think you need to have the right philosophy when it comes to the people that you're serving in order to grow your business and think about it not as selling them something, but as serving them to helping them achieve whatever it is they want to. So I, I love the idea of, you know, if you could help other people become better, smarter, faster at scale, then you could build a gold mine. And, yeah. uh, and so I think that that's really at the root of, of, the, of, of my philosophy. 
Yeah, that's a good viewpoint that we'll probably talk more about that uh, sometime. It would be nice to meet you in person. And that's why I, when I hear here, because I'm interested in, in concepts and ideas, and when I hear the word serve, if you have the exchange, that's okay with me. But when you hear also that consumer always has rights and you should do this and that, and, and that's what we have seen that business leaders and others are attacked from different uh, angles. Uh, and and that's what I want to stand up to say that we have to have a freely exchange and and uh, on a free market, uh, so that, that's uh, no force at all. Yes. So, uh, uh, what more when you say um, we have talked now about books and and ideas and philosophy, uh, heavy stuff here, but it's in a, theoretically and practically. Uh, what's your uh, future plans, and uh, do you have any? Um, suggestions on topics and and future guests that you would be interesting to listen to or talk about you bet you know i think that uh today uh the whole idea of of building an online presence whether it's a personal presence or a business presence it's critical to your 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 future success so your personal brand your company brand i think they're all interrelated And that uh, a company brand uh, is uh, built on the promises it makes and the experience that it delivers. And it delivers a lot of that experience through its customer-facing team members who you should also be helping them to build their brand. But ultimately, all this brand building is being done in order to drive eyeballs to your website and social identities in order to ideally convert the eyeballs into uh, prospects to then take these prospects and begin to uh, walk in their digital footprint, to have conversations with them in order to be part of their buying process when they do buy. So this whole digital social sales and marketing journey that's going on today, I think is confusing to a lot of your listeners out there. And I want to sort of summarize that journey for them and teach them how they could be more effective at it. So As a business, the first thing you do is you go get a domain and then you set up a website and then you start to drive eyeballs to that website, whether it's through content or advertising. Once you get the eyeball to the website, you need to convert it into a lead. You take that lead and you be- need to begin to nurture it so that you stay top of mind and you can qualify that lead. Most people do this in a market automation system. So whether you're just blasting that lead from MailChimp or you're doing it more intelligently from a Uh, HubSpot or Pardot, ultimately, when that lead's qualified, you need to begin to engage with them in order to try to convert it. Then to do that, you put in a CRM. When you put in the CRM, your sales reps have to go Google who that person is and log what they know and then go and engage in email and, and social and calendar and log what they did. I think that's too much work. It's 60% of your time wasted. And uh, and then when you're outreaching, you need some sort of tool that helps you to outreach intelligently and measurably at scale. And so when you add up all the different steps in the process of uh, identifying a lead, nurturing it, qualifying it, engaging with it, and closing it, you need to buy market automation, CRM, sales intelligence software, and sales enablement email tracking software. And each of those things I just mentioned, four different tools, are going to cost your company $50 to $150 per user per month And when you add all that up, for most companies today, if you're smart in the modern world, you could be spending up to $500 per sales rep for the sales and marketing tools. Plus, you're going to have to spend 
upwards of fifty to hundred thousand dollars for another person, an administrator, to manage all these tools. And I think that's uh, outside of the range of ninety nine point nine percent of the business uh, owners in the world today. And that's why we're evolving Nimble into a social sales and marketing platform that integrates social sales and marketing into one cohesive tool that's affordable and easy. So you could take a a lead, a name from anywhere as your website, from email, from social interactions, put it in our database, let our database automatically enrich it with people and company information, log and link all the email and calendar and social interactions, and then help you to begin to segment them and to engage with those to convert those eyeballs into uh, some type of measurable business outcome. And I think this is really the thing that all listeners listening need to learn. And uh, and they should watch our video so they could learn more and, and check out how we can help them do that without too much cost and complexity. That's great. So with your tool, do you have any other tools to, you want to mention like uh, some book tips or some other sources that could be great? You, you bet. So when we start talking about your brand and your network, what does that mean? So uh, for people to see you in their buying process, they need to understand, uh, they need to see you as a trusted advisor. So pretend that you wanted to go out and, um, and maybe uh, buy a house or sell your house or get a mortgage all of these things require you to go out and find a professional to help you with these things. How do you pick that professional, right? Which one, which professional do you pick when you need a product or service? And, and so how do you set yourself apart from the crowd? I recommend that you do that by inspiring, educa- educating other people on a daily basis about how you can help them become better, smarter, faster. So What I've done in order to build my personal brand and our Nimble brand is I share content that is inspirational and educational in around the areas of promise of our products. So content that teaches people how to be better at sales, marketing, entrepreneurship, startups, social media, social selling. And I don't write all that content. What I do is identify other people who inspire me, thought leaders in these spaces and sales and marketing and social media, and I share their content And I attribute their name and I hashtag the category, pound sales, pound marketing, pound social selling. And what that does is it attracts people to that content and then to my identity or our company identity. And then they see that we're not only teaching them to fish, but that we also sell the fishing poles too. And they begin to look at Nimble and try it out as well as the thought leaders themselves Uh, begin to engage with us, which we then engage with them and develop relationships just like you and I are doing right now, Martin, where those people then become uh, users and evangelists of and contributors to our Nimble blog and webinars and help to build our brand. And this is what any business person listening can do today because, Martin, I really believe that most people have forgotten more about their products and services than than most of their pro- their prospects and customers will ever know in their lives. Imagine if you gave your knowledge away on a daily basis. Would that make people do it themselves or would they basically begin to see you as a trusted advisor and expert and consider you when they're making a buying decision? I think it's the latter. What do you think? Yep, I think so, definitely. It was funny that you mentioned it because today I had a meeting before our conversation here with a web maker for my new uh, site, forthcoming, upcoming site called teaparty.media. 
and it's in in the process. And um, we talked about that uh, that you give away things. Uh, people could read the manual by themselves. But when they see, for example, a video and get teached how to do it, and then they come around and um, want to to buy from you in in some way. That's right. So that's what I plan to also. But I have a long way to go, and for me, it's uh, the first thing is to continue with my um, daily habit with writing and uh, about my passion. That's tea. And we will come to that also and talk about beverages and then uh, do this crowdfunding campaign. And later on, on, down the road, I could maybe offer something that people could buy in in one way or another. But that was often the disconnect you see that, as you said, when people get your contact, whatever, and then it's selling directly and hard selling. Yeah, and, and then it's it's because I'm a as I said I'm a former purchasing turning into a friendly sales guy in my yeah. way. Yeah, uh, so so I've seen so many on the other side of the table. So so my advice is to anyone listening today if they want to begin to connect with a new buyer because in the old days we used to yell at them with marketing about how great our products and services were and expect them to line up like lemons in front of our sales reps who would bag them and tag them and get the order and that today customers aren't listening to our marketing. They don't want to talk to our salesperson, salespeople. They've already done 60% of their uh, homework of research and, and decision-making process by the time they ever hit our websites. And so how can you stand out from the crowd and begin to participate in that journey of their decision process earlier in the cycle my advice is to share content on a daily basis that inspires and educates other people about how you can help them become better, smarter, faster, and you don't have to write the stuff. All you got to do is find content that you find inspirational, educational, in around the areas of promise your products and begin to share that content on a daily basis. And if you do that, then people will start biting on the content. They'll plus one, like, comment, retweet. Otherwise, engage with you, they'll follow you, they'll connect with you. And then what you do is you use a platform like Nimble to reel in all those connections and conversations, enrich it with people and company data, identify the ones that matter to you, and then begin to reach out and build those relevant and authentic pay-forward relationships. And so if you think about what I'm talking about, it's everybody is passionate about whatever they do, and they research and they read about it on a regular basis. Just when you find articles that are cool, Uh, What you do is you share them. And the way I share the content, I use a program called Buffer. And what Buffer app does is it enables me to queue up content across my own and my company identities um, and appropriately link uh, the URL to the article and uh, pictures that enhance the listing. And then I hashtag and attribute uh, the person's name. And then I queue that stuff up where I'm sharing content every hour on the hour across my identity, my team's identity, and my our company identity. And what that is, is like dripping a digital fishing lure in the social river outside your business and then pulling in the bites and engaging with them. So Buffer app is really good for sharing content on a regular basis. You could also use things like Hootsuite to do the same thing. I happen to use Buffer app, but ultimately... Uh, my biggest recommendation on tools is uh, content curation is a critical thing to do on a regular basis. And then the other thing is, as part of the content creation, 
is influencer marketing. So what you want to do is you want to identify the top 1% of influencers in around the areas of promise of your product. So with Nimble, that's thought leaders in sales and marketing, customer service, social media, social selling. And then once you've identified them, and you could use tools like BuzzSumo or Tracker or um, Get Little Bird to do that. When you identify these thought leaders, then what you do is you map out their content their website, their RSS feed, and begin to regularly share that stuff. Make sure you use good pictures and stuff. And that sharing will generate conversations with the the influencer as well as with their community, as well as with prospects looking for that type of information. When you generate that interest, the conversation, you need to then use something like Nimble to engage with them and to uh, build and nurture the relationships. Mm, that's great to hear because this uh, how to uh, do it in the nimble way and curating because otherwise it could be uh, uh, sort of robot- robotic. I have been using uh, Hootsuite. I never c- come around to use Buffer yet, but uh, uh, eventually I will do that someday. Um, Let me explain interest- the difference yep. so you know. Yep. So um, I started to, in the early days of 2008 and nine to use Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn and share content and then go back to those sites and engage with the signals. I didn't want to go to three different sites in order to manage the signals. Signals are people interacting with my content, whether they're following me, liking me, linking me, whatever they do. Um, so I started to use Hootsuite to manage those signals. And uh, and then I started to use, and, and what I mean by that, it's Hootsuite used to be able to pull in the signals from Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn and let me interact with it. Henceforth, LinkedIn and Facebook cut their API off because they don't want mm-hmm. you to use anything else other than their own site because they want to advertise to you. So basically, uh, they've cut that off. But But then I started to use Hootsuite to share content. But my problem with Hootsuite and sharing is I had to, I wanted to share throughout the week at certain times. And Hootsuite made me put this specific time each time I shared. So I had to get a piece of paper and a calendar and say, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at uh, 9, 10, and 2. Uh, okay, I just shared this one at 9. Now I'm going to share 10 and 2. And it was too much manual work to be able to plan out what I'm sharing at what time. Buffer enabled me to essentially say, okay, I want to share every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at uh, 9, 10, and 2. And uh, all I do is I buffer it, and buffer then just fills it up into those queues, into those spots, into those times, and then I have to think about it. So it was it made it easier. Since then, I think that Hootsuite's added that functionality, so it really yep. doesn't matter which one you use. But ultimately, you should use whatever is easiest for you to begin to share. And one of the things that I do with Hootsuite and Buffer is I use it to curate content that I'm looking at at the moment, but if you really want to do this at scale and identify influencers and then map out their RSS feed from their website, and that's a technical term for the feed from the content from their website, then you're going to need to find other tools that enable you to uh, manage RSS streams, etc. But most of your readers won't get there for a while, so you're fine with just going and curating content using things like um, Buffer App or Hootsuite. Okay, great. Thanks for uh, for the tip there. So, uh, and you have mentioned it before, but please uh, plug your site and uh, tell uh, the listeners where they could find you uh, around the interwebs. You bet. 
So if uh, my identity is John, J-O-N underscore Ferrara, F-E-R-R-A-R-A, that's my Twitter identity. Feel free to link with me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, you can just Google me, John, J-O-N under, uh, space Ferrara. Or when you sign up for Nimble at Nimble.com, there's a two-week trial. My name's in the database when you first start up. So all my identities right there, it's easy to find. And uh, and be sure to uh, reach out and let me know uh, what resonates with uh, some of the ideas that I'm sharing and, and what you're trying to do and how we can help. Because ultimately, I truly believe that uh, the more people that you help grow, the more you will grow. And that's what uh, we're here to do at Nimble is to help you Uh, the listener, achieve your passion, plan, and purpose in life. And I think you could do that better by building uh, deeper and better relationships with other human beings. And that's what Nimble does, uh, the Nimble way. That's great. And and to do full circle, that's why when I went back to the article and the blog post uh, by Brent Leary with your interview with you and the conversation I saw this uh, small business trends had this offer uh, when they wrote a special thing in the email so we uh, they, people who listen they could do some uh, tracking and see what they could find so that was uh, interesting to have a real call to action there but they contact you and uh, put something in the subject line and uh, you got a good good deal there. Yes. Uh, yes, it's always good to pay attention. Yeah, that's good. And talking about paying attention, um, when, when you are focused on things and so on, what, what kind of beverage do you drink in order to stay sharp and so on? Well... I love to have my cup of coffee in the morning, uh, so I uh, I buy uh, beans from uh, Costa Rica. I like the Central American beans. I also like the African beans, uh, but uh, I grind them fresh each morning. I make a pot of coffee. I typically have a cup and a half in the morning, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I usually drink water with lunch and dinner, and um, and I have a cup of green tea if I'm feeling a, a little tired in the afternoon. And in the evening, I like my wine. I like uh, Sauvignon Blancs from New Zealand. I like Pinot Noirs from uh, the central coast uh, of California. And um, and uh, yeah, those are those are pretty much my beverages of choice. That's great, great to hear. And um, when you said the coffee there, do you do this in this uh, French press that you grind yeah, it and put it? Yeah. So, so I've I've gone through all the different tools that are out there, all the way from yeah, the dripping and so on, also. Yeah. So I've had French presses and did that religiously for a while. I've I've had uh, an espresso machine where I basically did espressos, and I've gotten back to the drip coffee thing. So I grind my beans, I uh, I put them into a uh, a little strainer thing, and I turn the water on, and the water kind of boils and goes up on the top of the ground beans and drips down through. And you know that just sort of works for me. It's uh, it's. When you use the press, I find that the coffee gets a little cooler, too quick for me. I like my coffee hot, and uh, but ultimately, I, I I enjoy some manual process and the process of whatever I do. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I have a wood barbecue where I cook with wood as opposed to gas barbecue. Um, mm-hmm. But there has to be a balance of convenience uh, somewhere. Yeah. And talk about barbecue. Have you tested the? Uh, 
big green egg. Uh, yeah, that's interesting that you asked that. Um, so uh, I have something called the Kamado Grill, which is a ceramic egg style. Mine's red, not green. But it's the same basic principle is that there's a ceramic egg that you open up the middle of it and put the wood inside. And then you can control the flow of oxygen from a vent at the bottom and a vent at the top after you close it to control how much oxygen the wood is getting and therefore how hot or it gets to or where it stays at. So I can grill uh, either uh, at low temperature, say around 200 to smoke things uh, over a long period of time. I can grill at 300 to uh, barbecue or I can sear at four or 600 or a combination where I can uh, smoke over a period of time and then let the fire get hot and then reverse sear or sear first and then smoke later. So uh, I really like my uh, ceramic egg uh, and recommend it. Do you have one? No, uh, not yet, but I w went to a golf club here in Gothenburg and uh, the restaurant uh, owners there, they uh, were uh, like ambassadors for this uh, big green egg. Mm. And they did a barbecue there during the lunch and it was um, splendid. So it was fascinating to see uh, the technique and w what it had been in the past, the Asian thing and how Americans have done it in, and developed it. And uh, I liked it. So it was interesting. Uh, by any chance, are you a chili head? Do you like spicy food? Uh, I do. Uh, in fact, I uh, often um, uh, grind my spices in an extra coffee bean grinder that I have. So when I'm making Indian food and it calls for seven different spices, I uh, grind them fresh and uh, I find that the food tastes better when you use fresh herbs. Yeah. That's great. So uh, we could uh, probably talk more about that also. I'm getting hungry here now. So it's uh, soon uh, dinner time. And But at your place, it's still early, right? It is. It is. And I want to share uh, something about what you and I are doing right now. Our yep. conversation today wasn't just about business. And yep. it wasn't just about selling people something. It was about two human beings having a conversation across their shared uh, commonalities. And I call that the five F's. So we people connect across um, uh, family, friends, food, fun, and frolicking. And, uh, and that's really the human sort of connection that's deeper than the business stuff. Because you're not always selling somebody something. I'm not selling you something right now, Martin. We're just building a relationship. And over time, it's that relationship that will keep us connected. So us sharing our commonalities about tea, about philosophies of life, about uh, foods and methods of cooking, these are the ways that we'll stay connected. And it's the way I stay connected to Brent. I mean, I'm not always yep. trying to brief Brent and have him talk about Nimble. Many times we're talking about our shared uh, passion about the Los Angeles Rams, about uh, uh, blues, uh, about uh, music, uh, about food and family. This is the <coughs> fabric of life. Yeah, and that we could joke, but that will be overtime. We had half time, but I, I mentioned my – because I learned – to appreciate American football here, we had recently soccer, uh, you know, in in France and so on. But I, during my studies, 
in, in New England, in Manchester, New Hampshire. I learned to, uh, the game there and how it worked. So I started to root for the New England Patriots. But uh, I heard from Brent that that was not so <laughs> thing to mention. But I, I, I'm teasing him and pulling his leg now and then. So yeah, yeah, the Pats the, go Pats. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the Patriots uh, have been a dynasty for a long time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, my my so many people here in the United States love uh, soccer. And mm. um, I've never really gotten into it, although when I do watch it, I'm amazed at the athleticism. Also, the yeah. acting, uh, a lot of acting on that field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I really love watching American football. Uh, it's, uh, it's super exciting. I especially love watching college football. Um, mm. If you ever have a chance to go to a college football game, uh, you should definitely try that out. And then my sons play lacrosse, uh, which oh, is yeah. a game yep. that was invented by the Native Americans uh, and mm. that we sort of picked up. And uh, it's one of the fastest growing sports here in the United States for kids. Yeah, it seems we had that at uh, Southern New Hampshire University uh, with this, uh, how do you say, on a stick with a uh, net. Yes. And, uh, so it's fascinating how, how that came about. What was the uh, last uh, F word there? Frolic or what did you say? Yes. So basically the five Fs of, uh, of life are family, friends, food, fun, and frolicking. You yeah, know the word frolicking? frolicking? In, no, uh, please explain it. I probably have heard it. So I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, tell me. Uh, frolicking is... Um, is uh, is a term for just having fun. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, frolicking is uh, play about with somebody, and it's it's basically playing and moving cheerfully, excitedly, energetically. It's a fun word to basically just describe people having fun. Mm -hmm. well, that's great. So thanks for uh, teaching me a new word. So we'll put that in the show notes. And I'll leave you with my five F's of my five E's of, uh, of social business. So mm -hmm. if you want the formula for being able to build your brand and your network, it is uh, the five E's of social business. It's educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower your customers. Hmm. Great. So that will, could become a mantra. And so educate means is to share content that's, that's inspirational, educational. Uh, mm -hmm. Engage means, uh, well, educate, enchant. Enchant means to basically not just share business stuff. Share stuff around your personal passions and purpose, right? It's like if, if you were doing marketing consultant, you wouldn't just share marketing stuff. You'd share tea stuff and you'd share barbecue mm -hmm. stuff, right? So yep. educate, enchant, and then engage. If people bite on it, you better respond and engage with them. And you engage uh, with the intent to empower them to grow. So educate, enchant, engage, and then embrace. Basically, embracing means you, you're not just uh, engaging to sell them something, but you're embracing them with the intent to serve them and help them grow. Uh, and and the, in grow means empower. So you're basically engaging to embrace other people, to empower them to achieve their stuff. And uh, so that's my uh, five E's of social business. That's great. And uh, when we are uh, doing this list, it's starting in my head to thinking about uh, 
other social media evangelists and so on, and authors like Guy Kawasaki and uh, Brian Solis, because engagement and, and, and chanting and so on. So maybe at, as a uh, end uh, and a wrap up, do you have any book tip or anything that you're reading at the moment? Um, uh, it could be an audio book also. Sure. So, uh, You know, I, I like to go back to the basics, and mm -hmm. so there's a book that I read when I was 29, and after reading it, I retired 10 years later, and it was a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and yep. it's not necessarily about uh, making money, but it's about achieving your passion, plan, and purpose in life, and uh, you know, it's really simple, Martin. Most people don't really ever uh, figure out what is their uh, passion. And if they do figure that out, they don't make it. Uh, uh, they don't make a plan to achieve it, and then they don't make it their purpose on a daily basis. And that's the secret to success: is to figure out what your passion is, build a plan, and make it your purpose on a daily basis. If you set a goal to walk from, let's just say, the Netherlands to uh, South Africa, right? It's a long goal. And you may not make mm -hmm. it there, but if you set a goal to go from here to there, you're going to start a journey and you're going to create movement and that movement is going to create opportunity and that will help you grow in life. Yeah, that's, that's great. Good point there. So thank you very much, uh, John. It was a pleasure to talk uh, with you. Anything else at the end that you want to say or mention or any thought uh, as an ending note? We have talked to uh, time uh, pass uh, quickly when you have fun. So I talked for an hour now. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you, Martin, for giving me an opportunity to get up on my soapbox about my belief in the power of relationships and their ability to help you achieve the things you want in life. And remember that you could achieve more by helping other people achieve what they want than for you to just go out and try and get what you need in life. And so um, if you think about sales as a service with the intent to help other people grow, I think it's a change in philosophy that will change sales from a four-letter word into uh, an idea of, uh, of really service. And, um, and so that's my parting uh, thoughts for you. Yeah. Thank you very much, John, and talk to you soon again. Thank you, Martin. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.